Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, and I am joined uh, by, by my good buddy, uh, one of the cinnamon, uh, Daryl Manzel. I oh, appreciate you joining me, man. On short notice, uh, you know, Thomas normally does kind of the studio thing, and mm-hmm. he's got some kind of crazy bug. And I, I think it's just because he's got a birthday and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to do anything other than just kind of celebrate. And I think, <laughs> I think that's what somebody gave him a bug. For his birthday, so uh, so we hope Thomas feels better soon. But I'm glad you could join us on uh, such short notice. And, and yeah. for those of you that, that don't know about this show, this is where crazy comes for vacation. Meet me at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Hey. I was uh, I was just sitting around earlier, and I was like, man, I wish someone would invite me on their show. And then bling, <laughs> here you come. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Well, it, it's all really always good to see you, and you know, you're always uh, insightful. Uh, and if you and if you're not insightful, at least you're here. So <laughs> you know, that's something. That's something. That's something. <laughs> well, man, we got a lot to try to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. Thomas uh, was going to give his thoughts uh, this week on Black Adam, and I know you got a chance to check that out. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, Henry. Uh, was it Henry Cavill? Is that the guy's name? That I that do this, believe that's his name. Was put on this suit with a big S on it, but is it really an S? I don't know if it is or not. It's not an S. Uh, and we're going to talk about a little uh, thing called Ant Man and Wasp and some mm. kind of a rock and roll concert tour, Guardians of the Galaxy. Creed 3, and, and we'll just see what else we get to uh, on right this on. edition of Meet Me at the Movies. Black Adam, uh, let's get your thoughts on this, and I'll kind of share uh, what Thomas's uh, highlights were. Uh, I, I, he, he had a fever like 102.8, and I said, okay, I know you're not going to be on the show, but you got to give me some of your thoughts. So I'm not sure if those thoughts are real or not, but I'm going to share them anyway. <laughs> Who knows if they're coherent at all? Exactly. Whatsoever. Exactly. Well, Black Adam... It's not a name that a million people knew, but uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson definitely did. Yeah, I mean, we first got this announcement back in 2014, I want to say. So it's been almost a decade since we heard about this. And, you know, years of nothing, of stagnation, of rumors, and every once in a while a little nugget of it's it's still happening. It's still happening. And we finally gotten it. And what we got, I think, is a okay product. Um, it's not at the top of my DCEU list. It's not at the bottom of my DCEU list. It, it fits somewhere firmly in the middle. I thought uh, it's not quite the same Dwayne Johnson we've seen before. A, a little bit, a little bit darker. Not too much uh, winking at the camera of look how <laughs> you know charming I can be as I play this role. So that it was interesting to see a another little half layer of Dwayne Johnson. It's, uh, <laughs> We get the Justice Society. It's always good to see some something new on the screen, not the Justice League, but the Justice Society. So it's interesting to get Aldous Hodges as our Hawkman, Pierce as our Doctor Fate, all that kind of good stuff. The 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 movie itself, fairly one note, a fairly simple story that was more just a vehicle for action, which is what it seemed like Dwayne Johnson wanted this to be—an action fueled explosion fest—and 
that that's exactly what we got. Yeah, yeah. Thomas uh, said he thought that this movie for him it worked the best when it was the Black Adam film. He said for him it suffered when there was a transition into the Justice Society, and uh, he called it the Black Adam sleep mode, sleep mode storyline. Um, but but he, he really loved the action sequences. He said that intro sequence really was amazing um, when you really got to kind of introduce the character, and he wished the whole film had kind of followed that same kind of concept. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, he called it the sleep mode, sleep mode, because Thomas passed out somewhere in between those <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> Woke up and kept this process going. Uh, I think the first act was a little bit clunky, a lot of voiceover to, to set things up, and that that got the movie off to a real slow start for me. And I know there's people out there that think, you know, a lot of voiceover in your movies equals weak script and weak writing. And I think in some cases that might have been the case. But if you're willing to get past that clunky first act, when we do get Black Adam in his glory, things tend to uh, smooth out a little bit and then you're settled in more for that ride. You can enjoy it from there. And the writers for this uh, did The Mauritanian, which is a completely different type of film just a few <laughs> years ago with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and, yeah. and Jodie Foster. And I remember interviewing them when they were actually on the set, uh, and because they were they were heavily involved in in rights and doing the rewrites as this was going on, and they they talked about, uh, you know, they, they couldn't share a whole lot about uh, this movie at that time. But one of the things they said is, it's a completely different kind of um, set vibe when you've got uh, Dwayne Johnson, you know, kind of calling the shots, and uh, they said it was a, a heck of a lot of fun to be there and kind of be a part of it, be of something that was such a huge, massive production compared to kind of almost that indie feel that they had with the Mauritanian. Um, so uh, Black Adam uh, in theaters now uh, had a, a great uh, opening box office run. And, uh, you know, critics seem to be kind of mixed on this, um, mm -hmm. Daryl. And, uh, but audiences for the most part are, are tend to be enjoying that. Is that kind of what you're seeing as well? Yeah, for the most part, that is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing kind of the same thing, the same cycle that you get. Don't listen to the critics. It's a fun time. Go see it. Um, and, and, yeah, the, the general movie-going audience does seem to, to prefer it a little bit more than the critics do. But yeah. hey, as long as they're having fun watching it, then, then who cares what anybody else thinks? Yeah, and that's exactly what... Uh... Dwayne Johnson said is, uh, you know, the, the cinema score for this was pretty high. And he said, you know, I do this for the audiences. I don't do it for anybody else. And he said, if the audiences are loving it, he says, then then I've done my job. So uh, Thomas, uh, Thomas gave this a B minus rating. And it sounded like you wanted to say something else as well. Uh, I, no, just I, I you mentioned the Mauritanian. I thought that was, I, I think I liked that movie a little bit more than, than most people did. I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I had no idea that these were the same people who did the Black Adam. Uh, and yeah, two totally different vibes between those, <laughs> between those two movies. If I had to give it the uh, the good old letter score, B minus to C plus, man. I hover right there in that range. Okay. All right. Well, we'll settle with the B minus to make it consistent with Thomas. How about that? There you go. It's one less graphic. Throw that up there. You're good to go. <laughs> Well, if, uh, I'm going to give you a, a quick um, um, spoiler alert right here. Uh, if you haven't been following any of this, and it, this doesn't really have a huge impact on the, the, the movie itself, 
but in, in five seconds, spoiler alert, so, so turn away for about a minute and then come back or mute and you can just watch. Uh, there, there is a cameo that shows up in a mid credit scene. Tell me a little bit about that cameo. That cameo that shows up, uh, a little fellow by the name of Superman, someone we have not really fully seen outside of that, that, that Justice League movie. Um, really since Batman vs. Superman. Uh, last time we got a huge splash of Superman. Uh, it's great to see Henry Cavill back yes. in the suit. Uh, say what you want about Superman's portrayal in these movies, which I, I tend to love. Some people, some Superman peers don't, but, but that man was chiseled to be Superman. Yeah. in a movie uh, it's great casting he obviously loves the character and i for one am super excited to see him back wearing the spandex and hopefully we get that second movie soon yeah i, I am um really looking forward to to what's to come i i'm what i'm hoping we'll see and this is kind of a chance for us to talk about that what what we're hoping for with uh, with superman coming back and and uh, Cavill himself has said, yeah, I'm back. It's not just a one-shot cameo. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm back and looking forward to what's next. I want to see a standalone film. Um, I, you know, right now, kind of in the, the hero world, whether it's DC or whether it's MCU, it seems like, okay, it's not going to be just one superhero or supervillain. we got to have more than that. And, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes... Sometimes that can water down storylines, and so I'd really love to see a, another standalone uh, Superman film. Uh, you know, taking on something massive and something major. Uh, I'm with you. I, I think we only got kind of taste of him, um, you know, recently, and uh, I'm, I'm ready to see more of, of him uh, on screen. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you. We get a, a Man of Steel too. It needs to just be a Man of Steel movie. Um, you know, they they kind of they've gone through Zod. They kind of squandered their Lex Luthor opportunity. But there's still a couple of a couple of villains out there. For Bizarro is still there. You know, uh, the Brainiac Parasite. So there's still there's still a, a little bit of, of Superman's rogues gallery who we've never really quite got on on the big screen before. Whether or not they've done it in like Smallville or Lois and Clark or something like that. But right. I, I I would like just a solo Superman movie. I think what they did with Man of Steel was attack it from a different angle of. I don't know where I fit in with this world. And now that we've gotten a Superman that has died and been reborn, now we're ready for that traditional, you know, true justice in American way, the happier Superman, as it yeah. were. A man with the lease on life, as it were. Yeah. Or, you know, ready for a, a more upbeat type type character. Yeah, yeah, because we've, we've definitely uh, been fueled with a lot of darkness uh, in, in, in many of these um superhero films uh really in the past past few years there's so much darkness uh surrounding i mean you you go back to uh i mean it, there was definitely darkness with thanos you know <laughs> you know you just snap your finger and okay 50 percent of every living thing's gone you know that 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 that's pretty that's pretty dang dark yeah um and there was you know we we came back from that of course but still uh, a lot of darkness in these films. We're not seeing, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not looking for the campy, uh, you know, Adam West, Burt Ward kind of Batman stuff. Mm. 
But um, yeah, I'd love to see something that's got a little more, uh, that's a little more light, or at least you can, um, you know, uh, you can breathe a little bit. <laughs> process. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, a Superman that that draws or radiates hope and inspiration. That's yeah. the Superman you need to go for. That's what he is in the comics. That's what he's been to people here in the real world. I, I think that's the, that's what they need to shoot for. Yep, absolutely. Well, we're going to take a, a quick. Uh, short intermission right here on uh, Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, Daryl Manziel joining us. I'm Noel T. Manning II. Uh, we are talking movies. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. There was a trailer that was dropped not too long ago, and the film's going to be out uh, in February. We're also going to be talking about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special uh, live action. This is not animated stuff and not a Lego thing either. We're going to talk about <laughs> that, and uh, we'll see if we have time for uh for some other things as well, right here on Meet Me at the Movies and Hang Around. to the season, the Southern Christmas Show, November 10th through 20th at the Park Expo and Conference Center. Enjoy a winter wonderland and find the magic of the season with frosty decor galore. Plus, shop hundreds of booths to find one-of-a-kind gifts for everyone on your list. Buy early and save on tickets at southernchristmasshow.com. Let's go to the Southern Christmas Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. I'm Old Team Manning II, along with Adam Manzel. Uh, if you remember last time he was here, I wanted to do accents. I haven't done the accents this time. That was the first time during the show that, that I, I did the accent. <laughs> so, Adam Manzel, there he is. He sounds so happy. You know. <laughs> ah, it's these things I look forward to in life. <laughs> well, a, uh, you know, we've been talking about superheroes uh, and, and antiheroes uh, along the way, this particular show, and we're just going to keep that going 
uh, with Ant-Man and the Wasp, a Quantumania, and this does sound like some kind of rock and roll concert tour that happens next summer. Uh, but this is going to be... <laughs> yeah. Starring Ant-Man and Wasp! <laughs> you know, it's, it's like... But this movie uh, is going to be released uh, February 17th, uh, 2023. Uh, Peyton Reed is back uh, with a uh, story coming from um, from Jeff Loveness. Uh, and, and Jeff, a comic book writer, he's written for Jimmy Kimmel Live and also Rick and Morty. So, uh, you know, the trailer for this looks uh, looks like a uh, it, it looks like it's got the fun, but then there's a little bit of the darkness as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it does seem like, you know, I, I've always considered the Ant-Man franchise. It is the one thing that Feige's tried to push is all of our films have different tones. I think the Ant-Man franchise has been that, like, hallmark family, the most family of of the uh, family-centered of the, of the Disney. Yeah, family-friendly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one, a little bit edgier, I think. A little bit darker when you're introducing one of the Avengers you know, most famous villains in Kang the Conqueror. Uh, I think that calls for, you know, we just talked about in this previous segment, things have gone a little bit darker, but it seems like they uh, they have no plans on letting up. And uh, I think uh, I think they're, the whole gang is in for uh, a, a time on their hands with, with Kang. Yeah, and, and Kang did uh, make a, a brief appearance in Loki, so mm. we were introduced to, to him you know, in, in that way, but we really didn't have a sense of, of who he was or what he was going to be. But I think we're going to really get a, a stronger sense of that uh, in this uh, particular film. Uh, you know, I, I've enjoyed the uh, the Ant Man, like you said, uh, the, they've got a different feel to it, and uh, that first one is just was just pure fun uh, for me watching that. And, and you know, Paul Rudd was just perfect casting. And initially, you're like, how is that going to work? But it really does boil down to um, the writing and the casting and the directing kind of all coming together. And with that movie, it worked so well. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm a sucker already for a great heist movie. I (laughs) adore heists. And then I also adore superheroes, obviously. Um, and you put those two together, superhero heist movie. Well, how's that going to work with Ant Man? Okay, that's the person I would choose for a heist. And and Peyton Reed's direction has just been, you know, we we still lament what could have been with Edgar Wright, but with right. what Peyton Reed has done so far, I think is it's uh, it's made me think less and less about the what could have been. I don't think anybody suspected he'd be the one to get a whole trilogy out of the MCU first, but the. Uh, Ish, I guess you can call the Russos. They got a, a, a three movie set out there, but yeah, it's it's just been fun all the way. The supporting cast for the movies have been fun all the way through as well, with your Michael Pangas and and you know David Dasmalchian and all those guys. It's just it's fun to see. It's good fun. Yeah, and I think this uh, this trailer does a, just a wonderful job setting us up for uh, you know a tease, but it, it wasn't just a teaser trailer. Uh, there was a there was some some pretty heavy content in there that that gave us a good sense of okay here's what's happening here's why it happened and here's uh, you know how it's impacting those around and when you can answer those kind of questions in a trailer I mean that's you know that that's where are you going to go from there and we've still got you know a few months down the road before this is released in February yeah it's um it's it's interesting in the sense that is something we've been hearing about 
don't do this. You could end up in the, in the lost in the quantum realm forever in the first movie. What? And then, you know, they have to go into the quantum realm for, you know, maybe about five minutes of screen time in the second movie. But this one, like, we are all in the quantum realm. So it's been teased, been been, been a little bit of a cover peel back. But now we get to, to really fully get our feet wet in the quantum realm. And it's one of those anything goes as far as your imagination goes. And from the writers of Rick and Morty, I mean, that's that's kind of what they do. They let their imaginations <laughs> run wild. So we're in for some uh, some interesting stuff. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to that. Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania. And uh, we've got the whole cast and crew back for this. February 17th, 2023 is the release date. Uh, well, we'll keep on with the uh, the superhero-related theme, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, a holiday special coming out on Disney Plus uh, November 25th. And, uh, and Daryl, this is another Marvel special presentation. Mm-hmm. So much like we saw with uh, Werewolf by Night, which I absolutely loved. Uh, and I love how Marvel said, okay, we can do these kind of one-offs and whether it's 50 minutes, 45 minutes, we don't really care. We're going to you know, make the story work. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this particular uh, particular special, the Guardians of the Galaxy crew, the Gaga crew, they really want to help Peter Quill find a little light in his darkness when he's experiencing some loss. And they want to help him find the perfect gift for uh, for Christmas. And that perfect gift happens to be Kevin Bacon. And so, <laughs> you know, you, you look at that as a storyline, and you're like, oh, my gosh. And, yeah, and Kevin Bacon has a, has a pretty big role in this as well, written and directed by James Gunn. Uh, he knows how to have fun uh, with, uh, with this particular franchise. And uh, I, I think you and I have talked about this. I know I've talked about it with Thomas and others. When I first heard about the Guardians of the Galaxy years ago, it was going to be a film. I was like, really, you're going to go with that? You know, <laughs> there were so many other well-known Marvel characters, and, and uh, I just I didn't really appreciate what it was going to be until I saw the trailer. And I remember when I saw that first trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, okay, I'm sold. Yeah. I'm sold. I'm see, I see where you're going. And, and, I, and I have not been disappointed. Uh, of course, you know, I, I loved the first one. Second one, I, I enjoyed, but not mm-hmm. as much. But yeah. every time I get a chance to see Guardians, uh, either on film or now uh, on streaming, direct-to-streaming, it makes me excited. Uh, agreed, agreed. I, I had the same thought as you when they first announced it. Like, these guys? These are weird space dudes? Okay, that's interesting. I got to uh, I got to see a preview, a little preview. Their, their escape from Morag there when the whole team kind of comes together for the first time and walking out, I was like, this is going to do gangbusters. Uh, I've, I'd still stand by the fact that if Disney did not get Star Wars, Guardians would have been Star Wars for this generation of kids. I uh, love the first one, not quite as sold on the second one, but when they're on the screen, man, when they show up in the story, the whole tone changes, the whole vibe changes, and you know you're in for some ridiculous. And I'm, I'm looking forward to this this little one shot, maybe forty five, maybe fifty minutes. Yeah. I'm all in for it. I, I hope they do more of these as a, a, a fun way to introduce a character, but you don't have a six episode idea form. But you want to do a little something, give him a one shot. Absolutely, and and when, he, when Kevin Bacon gets, gets to play himself, I mean, man, <laughs> you know, how much more fun can that be? So uh, I'm I'm excited. That is going to be released uh, November the twenty uh, fifth. Now, do you have a favorite Kevin Bacon performance? 
little twist I'm throwing to you there. Oh, you threw it at me. Oh, my favorite. It's, it's, it might be the cliche answer. It probably is the cliche answer, but it's Tremors. Okay. It's Tremors. I I love me some Tremors, man. That first one is just the right amount of, we try to take ourselves seriously. Didn't quite work, but it still does kind of work. I'm a fan of that movie, Soft Spot. Okay. Well, I'm going darker. Um, I'm going with a, a TV series, The Following. And oh. you know, really dark, dark serial killer kind of stuff there. Yeah. And yeah. so that's that one just kind of came to mind. I've, I've loved a lot of his work, but uh, that one I've got got to mention. Well, man, I'll yeah, tell you we, what. I, I, go ahead. Look, we got uh, Hasselhoff, Guardians 2. Now we get bacon. And who knows what they <laughs> might throw at us in the third movie. Come for exactly. It. Exactly. Well, I, I want to make sure you get a chance to talk about, um, you know, we on this show, anytime we have screaming banshees, and um, we don't have any today, but you did see a movie with uh, some banshees from some location, what, Inisherin or something? What is that? What's that all about, man? Yeah, the banshees of the Inisherin. It's the, uh, it's the latest <laughs> Martin McDonough movie. Uh, Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson. Uh, the first time that they've worked together, I do believe, since they did um, in Bruges was kind of snuck under a lot of people's radars but the people who saw it loved it is what it uh what i the, the tone i seemed to get and i loved in bruce kind of that really pitch black comedy and banshees follows that same feel but it's way worse the feel not the movie okay uh, it is it is it's very bleak it, it it sets a tone very early if you're not sure what the movie's about uh, two longtime friends in this small city. Uh, they have a habit of getting to the pub, drinking together. That's just what they do every day. Until one day, for inexplicable reasons, one of them decides, I don't want to be your friend anymore. And just goes out of his way to avoid. Uh, this being Brendan Gleeson going out of his way to avoid Colin Farrell. And what you get out of this movie is, A, what I think is Colin Farrell's best performance ever. It's just the... The saddest man I think I have ever seen in film. Like it starts there and you still see parts of his life systematically stripped away after that happens. And it's just the pain and longing of a man who has no idea why his best friend wants to be his friend anymore. It's kind of the journey you take him on. And it's uproariously funny at times. But at other times, it's just, it's a, it's a rough watch. It's that McDonough does a great job of getting that feeling of a man just lost without his best friend. Uh, what yeah. is your rating? If you're going to talk a report card rating for the Banshees. <laughs> Banshees, a, a solid A plus in my book. Wow. Okay. Solid A plus uh, mm-hmm. on your uh, top five right now for the year for Devil Manzel. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll make a, a quick um to talk about something that's kind of dark and also something that's got some amazing just uh, interactions. Uh, I've been uh, watching The Handmaid's Tale mm-hmm. since it began. We're in season five. Uh, and uh, I've got to say, episode seven, No Man's Land, probably one of the best TV episodes that I've ever seen, Daryl, that brings two character arcs together for unexpected changes. And things happen with two lead characters uh, Serena and Gene Osborne that you never would have expected to happen. And I, I just sat there just watching that episode going, this is amazing writing. It is amazing storytelling. It is amazing TV. And 
if you watch this episode as a standalone, it may not have that impact. But knowing mm-hmm. everything that came before, man, powerful, powerful storytelling. Uh, Handmaid's Tale, Season 5, Episode 7, No Man's Land. Highly recommend uh, watching this series. It's still solid. Uh, still worth checking out. Well, uh, Daryl, I want to make sure that you get a chance to tell folks where they can find you and find your work before we wrap things up. Yeah, you can find me, uh, you find my website and all my reviews and whatnot on uh, Paprika Reviews, P-O-P-R-I-K-A, reviews.com. Um, also, the the podcast that I do with Douglas Davis and the Cinnamon, also loaded up there as well. You can find me on Twitter at C-Delicious, S-E-E-D-A-L-I-C-I-O-U-S. Twitter awesome. and Paprika Reviews. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you spending time with us, and we will... Uh, leave everyone with the movie quote of the week. This uh, goes out to Thomas, who's been, been experiencing some vertigo, and this, this quote does come from vertigo. Uh, Only one is a wanderer. Two together are going somewhere. So appreciate you guys spending time with us in the land of crazy right here on Meet Me at the Movies from C19 TV. And uh, if you're listening via radio and the podcast as well, WGWG.org. We just appreciate you and thank you. Uh, and until next time for... Daryl Manzel, uh, I'm Noel T. Manning II. For the rest of the cast and crew, that's a wrap. 